everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 149 for September 12th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, and Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Tremendous. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, and Barry Custom. Hey, What's cooking, gentlemen? Did you notice that um, you know Joel was on last week, and, and uh, I listened to the I podcast afterwards, and he he mentioned us, and he he said something along the lines of, um, you know, it was beautiful to be over there. I felt like I was a father figure. Oh no, 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 that's not what it was. It was, it felt like I was talking to a room full of third graders because I couldn't curse. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Well, so. you know what? If you can't express yourself without curse words, then my friend, you are not the erudite gentleman I thought you to be. I know, and um, of, of of course the you know the other the other two started I'm sorry giggling. Sorry, language. But. but what was weird about that is he said, "Yeah, blah 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 blah." It was like talking to an audience full of third graders, which caused the other two to giggle like little girls. So yes, yeah. Because <laughs> let's call <laughs> a spade. A spade. <laughs> I was going to say anyway. Love those boys. If the shoe of, fits, kid. A lot of third graders in the podcast woodworking world. <laughs> you know? That's right. There really kind of is. So what's up with you, Phil? Why don't you go first this week? Why don't you tell us what's going on with you? I've missed you. I love the orange on you. I think it adds color to your otherwise... Um, drab. No, so. not yes. drab. I was thinking... <laughs> drab Canadianness. No, I mean, like, winter's coming on, so it's like the fall colors. The orange, it suits you. It looks really well. Winter is coming. You're right. Um, what am I going? I just got back last night from Quebec City. I just did a quick little Ooh. trade show there for a couple of days. Nice. So that's a, that's a three-hour drive, I guess, north or east. I don't know. It's um, beautiful. I love Quebec City. It's very nice. And you know mm. what? I hadn't been to the old city in a long time. It's like a, you know, it's a fort. It's the oldest city yeah. in North America. It's like 350, 400 years old, something like that. Had dinner at a cool little restaurant with one of my sales reps. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. But uh, the show itself was kind of dead. But uh, either way, cool experience. Um, I put out a video last week uh, yes. about, about changing watch batteries. I got some interesting feedback. Um, I'll be honest with you. The video is uh, certainly not one that, uh, you know, is the best video I've ever put out. It was kind of a quick and dirty kind of thing because I was testing out a couple of different things. One is the area that I was shooting in, which is my furnace room slash electronics bench. And also a new light that I got, uh, well, I got it quite a while ago, from a company called uh, Hypericon. And it's like this stadium lighting LED thing. And we were going to do this experiment to see if it was good for video production. Now, it's like it needs, an op- it, it needs some kind of an opaque filter yes, on it because it was, it's just like it was glaring light. Very yeah. harsh light. And yeah. I need to overhead light that space as well because there's too many shadows because of it. So it was a, couple, it was a learning experience. Um, so there's that, and I got another couple of orders for whiskey boxes today, so that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed that video. It was, um, it was a little different format for you, too, as well, so mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. 
I was planning on doing multi-camera with it, and I had two cameras set up. I have a GoPro, and I have my regular camcorder, and it just lined up not really making sense to have them overlap, so I just set them up both, pressed record, and used the footage and went back and forth. I think like with, I with changing a watch battery, it's like if you haven't done one before, that was super insightful. But if you once you do one, you're like, oh, you know, so you didn't need to make this huge production off of changing yeah. out a watch battery. So it was it was a good video. It was just it was like, hey, look at this. I haven't done this before. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And, well, that's what it was. It was more awareness than right. anything. It was less like a how to because once you have that tool, I mean, it's a yeah. wrench, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not hard. But let me give you another one of my soapbox rants, soapbox rants about Reddit. Okay, so I thought DIY, great subreddit to put this into because, you know, one, awareness, two, specialized tool, yada, yada. The moderators banned it because they said that they don't, they don't uh, approve videos that have basic maintenance in them. So I was like, <laughs> okay, Reddit. So is this I, sub only like decks and porches and that kind of stuff? Like, did you know about this wrench? Do most people change their own watch batteries? I don't think so. So I think like this is specialized information. He I goes, don't even bother open with watch, anymore. put a new battery, close watch. <laughs> I, Thanks I, for your I, understanding. I've, I've still never even attempted a Reddit or what it is or the, not. I don't even know. It sounds, no, it sounds archaic to me. It sounds like it's, an old, like the old message boards and stuff. Subreddit. It kind of sort of is, but the thing is. Is, is there's a lot of people on there and you get views. So I posted it into Maker. There's a subreddit called Maker and they're right. way more chill over there. And it landed up being, and sorry, Americans, ended up being about 15% of the views I got on the video came directly from that well, one good. subreddit. So it is worth it to put up with the nonsense. You just sort of have to navigate the nonsense. It's not I, worth it to me. Yeah, I, for me, it would be just, I wouldn't understand half just, of what was going on. I get butt hurt because what I think it does people to my, are yelling at me. So. Yeah, it's just like, it's just everything is so frustrating over there. And it's, you know, it's, and, I, and it's, and then you have to go over there and you have to spend time interacting with that community. And I just have no interest in interacting with that community to get your numbers up. Because if you just post and you don't comment, then it, they don't post it. And, and it, yeah. it's, it's just, ah, it's just not worth it to me. Like, if I had more time, like, in my life, to deal with negative people on the mm -hmm. internet, which I have plenty of my time taken up by that already. I, you know, maybe, but it's not for me. I hear you. Well, <laughs> let's decide to not ask Reddit to come over and play on a guest host spot. Okay. Let's I would it. actually love to have someone from Reddit here because I'd love to ask him like, Dude, WTF, how does this work? How can I enjoy Reddit? Like, everybody else seems to enjoy Reddit, but I can't. Is it because I'm in my 40s? Is that why I can't enjoy it? No, no, definitely not. You've got to find the corner of it that you enjoy. Like, I enjoy woodworking. I like funny. I like electronics. I like Arduino. There's a bunch of, like, subreddits that you go to See, that the, the, fit it's you. It's so confusing. You're already, there's like, why? I got enough. Like I, got, I have you two. I don't need anything else. Okay. All right. I have nothing that, to say to that. Yeah, I'm just going to roll through that one. <laughs> okay. All right. So then, Bill, why don't you go next? Uh, what have I been up to? I, I've been up to, um, let's see, two days ago, because uh, we're recording on the day we're going to release. It's Wednesday. So two days ago was my eighth wedding anniversary. Oh, happy right. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you, boys, for postponing the recording. Um, that, was, that was fun. So we did a few things together. And then today, two days later, is our 10th year of uh, being a couple. So Wow. Ah. So you wow, were married 
within a two year. Two years to the day. Two, almost oh, no, two, two years, years to the day. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. basically, we dated for, well, we knew each other for two or three years. Then we dated for a year. Then we moved in together for a year. Then we got married. So. It's a very short engagement. My uh, engagement was, was I think you're missing the timeline there, bud. Very short engagement. What do you mean? Well, if you if you were together, right? You moved. Right. You you got together. Right. You dated for a year. Then you moved in for a year. Right. Then you were married that day. No, and then after a year later, we got married. So we lived together for a year. We dated ah. for a year. We lived together for a year, and then we got married. I understand. While you dated and lived together was the same year. Okay. How long no, were you engaged for? Hold one on. year dating, one year living together, Slow down. Slow down. married. Okay, so I met Casey, we were friends. And then from my uh-huh. first date, which was on September 12th of 10 years ago, 2008, okay, yeah. we, we started dating from that day. A year went okay. by and we said, let's move in together. Yeah. So then we moved in together. And after a year of living together, yeah. we got married. Uh, okay, so how long were you engaged for? Oh, oh! I see what you're saying. The engagement, the actual engagement. Well, yeah. when we decided that it would be very beneficial for Casey to get on some of that uh, city government uh, health care that I had, that's when we got married. <laughs> <laughs> see, where I'm from, usually you're about engaged for about a year. Oh. Because it takes about a year to plan a wedding. I always thought engaged, being engaged was just a way for the guy to stall. Yeah, mm, that made no, no sense it's to me. Enough time for my mother-in-law to figure out what kind of wedding we were having. Oh, see, and that's another thing we didn't want to do. I mean, seriously, one of the re- there's a couple of things going on why we didn't get married and have a normal marriage. Uh, one, people that we loved and cared about were not allowed to get married because the Prop 8 and same-sex marriage thing was going on at the time. So we were like, you know what? Until the people we love and who love each other can get married, we're not going to do it. Then again, health mm-hmm. benefits got involved. So we're like, well, okay, we'll support them. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> to them. Uh, and then the other thing was not, not to have the craziness and the expense of like a regular wedding because we had had a few people that we knew that did get married traditionally and they were engaged for a while. Then they had this blowout wedding. It was beautiful and amazing. But I'm just like... God, we can we can get into debt with so much more cool stuff than just a party, you know. So uh-huh. we had uh, her parents. I had the dads there with me, and that was it. And we city hauled yeah. it. So this this whole wedding with you and Casey makes a lot more sense to me. Mm. It's entirely a business deal. I hear you for healthcare. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Basically, yeah. I hear you. And the fun part of it was, and I, I'm maybe in the first episodes we might have gone over this for, for new listeners. Um, we convinced Casey's mother that because we're a little different anyway, our age difference and everything, that we were not going to conform to normal so, you know, social norms so that we were going to dress up as um, Marvel comic heroes for our wedding. Yeah, of course. So sweet, and, that's uh, true. So her mother, <laughs> so City Hall in San Francisco is uh, a, this big rotunda. It's beautiful. And you can park underneath that. And then you come up these stairs and there's this long walkway. So her mother is anxiously awaiting with her father. The dads know we're not dressed like that because they helped us shop for our, the outfits that we have. But anyway, her mom is just, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be supportive, blah, 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 blah. Here comes Wonder Woman and Batman. I don't care, whatever, right? <laughs> But we weren't. So as as soon as we came up out from underground, she kind of, you can see her mom squinting. Is that them? Is that them? And then as soon as we got into view, that she could see that we were wearing a very nice matching dress, 
where I posted the picture of what we got married in. She yeah. started mm -hmm. bawling just when I said, perfect. We, we did our purpose. Made you her won. happy <laughs> as she could ever be because we didn't show up in, in a superhero costume. That is a great method to just lower someone's expectations yeah, yeah. so much that There's anything next week's is topic, a success. How to lower <laughs> yeah. expectations. <laughs> yeah. Keep the bar at the floor. Yeah. So anyway, that that's what I've been up to. And then also, um, so this is how wonderful my wife is. So something else we did in the last few days, uh, I finished up a guitar for myself, uh, a new acoustic. Uh, it was really nice, and I'm very happy with that. I posted some pictures. But another thing we decided to do was Casey got on board. She wanted to, because Aspen is 16 years old, and she's going to be getting her driver's permit soon. Um, we bought her a car. No, oh, you wow. didn't. Yeah. Wow. So I, uh, we, uh, it's, it's not a new car. It's a very inexpensive car. Uh, mm. it's a, it's a 20 year old car. It's a Honda CRV, little all wheel drive. Yep. Lasts forever. Perfect. La yeah. 100, yeah. 160,000 miles on it, but it runs really good. It's passed all the safety inspection stuff. I'm going to pimp it out and put like little four wheel drive tires on it and a brush guard in the front and a rack on the roof. So it looks kind of like it's rugged, Sick. but it's just a CRV, right? Um, yeah. So it's we're not gonna, really for off-road. <laughs> it, it, actually, they, they do really well off-road. I've actually taken a few way more than they should. Yeah. But no, I mean, she wants to be able to go camping and stuff, go off pavement more, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I wanted to have this tough look. So the, I, I talked to her parents. I said, look, I would like it to be from all of us. And then, so I pay for the car. They're going to pay for the insurance and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but we're going to drive it up for Christmas. And then we'll surprise nice. her with it then. So I've got a couple when's of months her, to When's her birthday? February. Okay. I bought her a car for Christmas. She's getting a card for her birthday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can get the car for Christmas. She get the keys for her birthday. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's it's dual purpose and is you know, everything is of course um, with her parents' permission. So the car is a family car. It's for her, but she can only she mm -hmm. can only look at it unless her parents say you can or can't. So it's you know, it's yeah. not like I have my own car now. No, you're 16. It ain't your car. It's your car, right. but it's not your car. But no, she's a great kid, and so that was fun and exciting. We found this car, and um, that's that's all I've been doing. I ran around all day yesterday and today doing smog and registration and DMV paperwork and all that good stuff. So it's sitting out in the driveway, and I've got three months to pimp it out. So that's that's what I've been Does doing. she listen to this podcast? I just gonna, that was my next question. I don't think so. We're going to find huh. out. <laughs> huh. You know what? I didn't that's think about question. that. Can you edit out the part and just go beep? No, for the last 10 minutes, no. Yeah, just a 10-minute beep. Well, we usually just beep you out anyway. She so. is such an yeah. amazing kid that if she does listen to this podcast, she will still act surprised. Oh, so she's a liar. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just <laughs> saying she's she's polite and courteous and kind and smart and amazing. and just like me. Okay. <laughs> so what are you doing, Tim? <laughs> um what am i doing i feel like i want to tell you all about my my wedding now and my anniversary because you i have all my stories and some similarities but i'm gonna wait until my anniversary is in october so i'll wait till then you know, oh that'll be good that'll be good um, that's huh. exciting uh nice. because uh and the idea to keep the podcast moving about woodworking and not our marriages <laughs> we could change the name reclaimed wedding podcast or something i don't know yeah but, um, reclaimed marriages yeah, that's I'm sure great. my current wife would love that. <laughs> she doesn't listen anyways. Nope. Um, 
So uh, I have been, I, I delivered the pinball desk uh, that I was talking about a, a few times, so that's finally gone and out. I delivered the giant 10-foot-long slab countertops that I made in the cabinet, so that's all done and out. So uh, I feel like I'm back in control of my workshop now. And nice. um, uh, so uh, just today and yesterday, I, well, I'm working on this, this video with, um, I got these pickups in from uh, Lace Pickups. Uh, they, oh, know, Lace. Uh, nice. Yeah, they make good stuff. And, uh, they make, California they make those really cool um, little matchbox pickups for like cigar box guitars too, or, or maybe they're for regular guitar. But they look like a matchbook. They're just this flat pickup. It's made oh, the by sensors. Lace. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's what they their claim to fame came from in the '80s. They made these sensor pickups that are, and then the uh, Fender licensed them and, and bought them for a while. Mm. They're still a pretty small company though, and they're right in California. They they make the stuff right there. But uh, so I got a couple pickups in, and, and I wanted to do like a tone wood thing. And there's other guys that have done these tone wood things, but so I stuck, uh, you know, the, I, these, I only had two pickups, but I made I had three guitars that I put them in. One's a vintage Gibson, one's a guitar I made out of barn wood, and one's a two by four with a guitar neck on it. <laughs> and I'm doing a video where I'm doing a blind listen, so I'm actually obscuring the guitars and playing the same thing and saying, "Okay, hotshot, you think tone wood's so important? You tell me which guitar is the Gibson, oh, which is actually like made of tone wood, A, like B, or C." It, right. What if they get it oh, right? the, well, there's there's a one in three chance of getting it right, so you know always account for variable change. Yeah, so uh, but uh, just the idea is like putting like well, you know what do you what do you like you know what do you like better or what do you think is this and why? And then on my other to try and help grow my other YouTube channel, I'm going to put the reveal on there. I'm going to put the same video up without the guitars obscured, so you can actually what a scammer. You know, You're going to make me yeah. go back and forth. I'm going to make you well. It's just clicking a link. It doesn't really matter, you know. But um, just the, the link at the end of the video is going to be on the other channel instead of that one. So. But, uh, yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. I was recording that today, and I've been getting back to work on I have that guitar show coming up in October. Mm-hmm. So I'm making some signage, and, uh, and i got to start going through my guitars and cleaning them up. Um, I was actually uh, uh, texting with Raul Hackman. Uh, yeah. he, he was asking me about I, uh, the signs or this display I had made when I did some trade shows a few years ago about how I put mm-hmm. it together, and so I, sh- I showed him what I did. Because I guess he wants to do something like that, and so I had pulled out this this big wooden wall I had made for like Maker Fairs like a few years ago that had my name spray painted on it that I like put up behind me instead of a vinyl sign, you know. And I was so I was looking at that today, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up and reclaim this for my guitar show booth. So I painted a six foot tall giant red arrow on it today, and then I was cutting out on the laser cutter. I was cutting out the New Perspectives music, you know, letters, and I'm gonna glue those on there, and I trimmed it with uh, LED lights and. Cool. And, uh, you are the real deal, You are the real deal. I will say that. I'm reclaiming my own stuff. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was doing all that, and then I'm, I've been working on the flyer, and I, I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. Actually, I've been making this flyer that I was trying to do like an 80s punk rock zine, and my, my, my picks are related to that at the end of the, the podcast, so I'll, I'll talk about that there. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm back in control and back onto my guitar mission, which is great for me because I get to do all this stuff and back onto my messing with the laser cutter. But what that means is that I'm not actually generating income now <laughs> because I'm doing the fun stuff. So um, you know, I'm like okay, and I have to try and get some jobs and but just not get swamped again. You know, just every day, man. It's like you know, ebbs you, and you flows, that, baby. Ebbs and you flows. walk that tightrope, and you know, sometimes you lean to the left and sometimes you lean to the right. You know. Hmm. So right I like now, I'm leaning, the I'm leaning one way. Well, I was I, there was when I read about this Zen uh, philosophy, and so I read, did a lot of reading on that in my twenties. And um, there was a saying by Lao Tse, and it's what I've modeled my life after: is uh, "He who grasps lets slip." 
And yeah. I just always picture holding sand in your hand. And if you were to, to squeeze the sand, it runs through your fingers. But if you don't cup your hand, it falls out of your hand. And so the trick is to just hold sand and not squeeze it or let it fall. You know, and that's, that's what that, I try to do with cool. business. And, 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 uh, and then uh, walking the tightrope is by one of your favorite uh, musicians and guitarists, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan, the best ever in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. The eye rolls come through on podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how you can say that, man. Stevie Ray Vaughan is like the bomb. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway. There's not, Stevie Ray Vaughan is great. The problem I have with Stevie Ray Vaughan is every bar gig I ever played that had a motorcycle parked in front of it, people asking to play a Stevie Ray Vaughan song. I'm just like, we know all these other songs. Why do we have to just play Stevie Ray Vaughan? Like, there's all these other great people that we're playing music by, too. Or how about listening to a song I wrote? But no. I remember saying one lady once, I was like, Stevie Ray Vaughan isn't playing in the songs I wrote. <laughs> and she's like looking at me like what like, I'm like crickets as as yeah yeah as soon as he starts playing my songs I'll play his and she's like he's dead I'm like oh well there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it did way I to, already say that you the, the real deal chicks. buddy I, I did huh? <laughs> oh yeah I've been ornery my whole life <laughs> okay uh, alright so let's um, let's steamroll right into our topic this week and you know what? We just came up with it in the uh, in the pre-show. <laughs> Huge surprise. But Seamless transition from the pre-show yeah. to this book. Yeah. yeah. And and this is a really, really interesting topic because it just sort of came up. Bill, Bill said something, and I'm like, okay, so what about this? And it's actually something I've felt for a long time. And without further ado, the topic is keeping up with the Joneses. And what we mean by that is that it feels like should we yeah. change the name to Keeping Up with the Durestas? I was going to say Claggetses. <laughs> but it, How about just keeping, keeping up with making it? Yeah, keeping up with the Claggets. Or, yeah, keeping up. I don't know. Let, let's, let's keep it as agnostic as possible. Okay. Um, but I, I feel, and I feel like we all sort of have been there, where there are these waves of new technologies that come in to the maker community and it feels like if you're not doing it, if you haven't invested in it, then you're sort of getting left behind. So there was the wave first, like everybody had a full shop rather than just some tools. Then CNC machines, Inventables was sending them out to a bunch of makers and then everybody sort of felt like that they had to have one too. And then there was the the wave of uh, 3D printers and welders and Forging. metal yeah forging was a big one yeah, yeah. so and, and even going back there's I, mean, I remember a hand plane wave where it was like you couldn't turn go to youtube or instagram without seeing some new hand yes plane, you know yes definitely yeah. or like and now like uh restoring or the rehabs old restoring. tools yeah the rehab tools are huge right now yeah. and, you know after jimmy came out with that axe video like everybody needed to have an axe you know what i mean yeah yeah so it, it, it's funny how these sort of waves have and uh, fidget spinners was a big one also but i mean that was sort of like a product not necessarily like a i guess a tool wave that you had to buy into but the, it does feel like we're constantly subjected to these trends of tools and maker trades almost that we all have to sort of get into otherwise we get left behind and and i wonder if that has more to do with youtube needing to keep things fresh and then people jumping on a bandwagon to, to do the same? Or if it really is a thing? Well, I, I think that, you know, and this podcast might be a little different than some of ours. So we, we try not to talk too much about, like, YouTube-centric stuff. But this right. is definitely going to be a YouTube-centric topic. And I think it's really, it's the, um, 
it's the nature of the change of business and marketing and advertising as uh you know people like us know and you know phil you've done some of it and I, bill i think you even did a, a video for a company once too um the the restorer right and mm-hmm. uh you know it's there's a lot of companies out there that are hip to the fact that if they put an ad in the super bowl you know it's going to cost a million dollars if they put an ad on any other show people are going to fast forward through it on tivo but you know here's a place where they can advertise their their product to a, a niche market and it's obviously it's much bigger in other atmospheres on youtube other worlds like maybe gaming worlds and tech worlds and stuff but uh, it's it's come to this woodworking world and so it's just a sign of the times that marketers are going to take advantage of this audience and it's up to i think us as the uh, content creators to you know do to you know to do the job and to make the videos and make the companies happy but also not just make it like you know you're a fool if you don't have this like yeah know? like you can't yeah, but live it's without more than that this. because it, and, and still and be, they could be giving us tools within the realm of what it is that we do but doesn't it feel like all of a sudden everybody has a welder you know well, what I mean? Because like, that's that's because that's the, they're marketing that. I mean, like right. if the if the welding company gives a welder out to one guy, he's going to give one to thirty guys. And what does it cost them? It costs them thirty welders. In yeah, some but cases. like, some how did we even money. get into the world of welding when almost everybody was exclusively a woodworker in this because sort of thirty community. woodworkers got welders and started playing with them because they had a contract they had. To I, you know and what? Now I, it seems I, okay. like everybody. Some credit where credit is due. Part of the part of the, one of the biggest reasons I think. And we'll give Jimmy and Bob and uh, and Dave too uh, some credit is they are some of the pioneers in doing this multimedia videos. Absolutely, you know, mm. and yeah. they were they're also some of the and Izzy. We'll just lump in Izzy with that that crowd. These guys are doing these incredible, different, odd, weird things. You know, Bob is making a bazooka out of a, a Star Wars saber. I don't know, you know, but I mean, he's making these weird things one minute. <laughs> He's making sounds accurate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, the, sa- the saber. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of people are seeing people that they really respect. It's like, oh wow, you know, Jimmy's doing all this metal work. I'm going to start that. Rory May's doing all this blacksmithing. I want to start doing blacksmithing. And what we're seeing is that wave of this up and down. And I'd like to think that I haven't. Maybe I have. That I haven't actually surfed on that wave because. As much, but I felt the pressure, like with the CNC, right? Mm-hmm. I I felt this pressure that I'm supposed to like get a CNC. I, I why don't I have one? Uh, I sh- I should have one of these things, and but I don't really want one, and I haven't got. Well, actually, I got most of one, but I haven't put any effort into getting it t- together. You know, I have a very nice one that I could make together. So it's it's this weird wave that you're seeing is is. You've got these guys that are working their butts off, these huge YouTube creators that are getting the, this new marketing that the, the, these companies are going to them because they know they can get exposure. And that's really what you want in marketing, I would think, right, Phil, is the exposure. The exposure leads yeah. to possible sales yeah, or, or at least, yeah. yeah, brand recognition and all of that. So, of course, you got Duresta that's, that's he's got a welder, he's got a new CNC, he's got a this, he's got a that. That's the best way to do it. But he, they're just not, he, he how many... How many people have looked to him for advice anyway, even before the, the waves of new tools came out? You see what I'm saying? People started wanting to make things that Jimmy did. One of the first videos I watched, Jimmy took a log and did a real quick um, a treasure chest, like a pirate's treasure chest mm-hmm. out of this log. I right? remember that video. There were no special tools. There was just a bandsaw. But I remember seeing everybody doing bandsaw boxes and stuff after that. So it's still, it's just, yeah. a, it's a part of wanting to belong, I think. Wanting to belong, seeing what's going on. 
You know, if you got there's definitely that. A hundred percent there's that. I also think there's um, from a YouTuber's perspective, mm-hmm. likely trying to get new audiences. Right? So when you're when you're a woodworker primarily your audience is I'm holding up my hand, let's say this big. Right. But then you tack on metalworking. Uh, people who are into axes, people who are into knives, people who are into, right. So your audience multiplies and I feel like sort of that's, it's always to be on the hunt for more eyeballs. Well, maybe, but I know that there's a lot of people that, that are very watered down versions of that, like me, right? I, I like to play with all kinds of different mediums and I do different types of things, but I got, I got like eight people that watch my videos. So I I, have several thousand. And if you if you took it as seriously as Bob did, then you'd probably be as big as Bob is. Well, I mean, it's just I, we don't have the time, and I don't have I don't have the knowledge on the technology part of it too that these guys have. If I grow, it's going to have to be organically, and I'm going to have to put a lot yeah. more effort into it. But I'm just saying it's it's not only that. Sure, there are people out there trying to increase their their name reach. i guess their reach by doing different things but there's also you got mark mark does nothing but woodworking he does it really mm-hmm. well he's been doing it consistently for a long time and now he's one of if you think of a an actual expert woodworker he i think he qualifies now he's got the knowledge and skills to where he's an expert category you know what i mean he's definitely expert category i also sort of see him apart from this YouTube world because that's not his bread and butter. His mm. bread and butter is the guild, right? Yeah. And yeah. and certainly Wood Talk. Like, that's where he's making his money. I, but so, I promise you, he's not hurting by having videos up. Otherwise, he would not no, be no, no, doing no. that. You know? Of course not. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Well, one, there, it's to advertise makes, the guild. So yeah, and, and if an advertiser pays him money to make the video, it supports his, his business. Right, and so, right. you know, yeah, absolutely. For sure. But that's Remember not... The, He's not pushing videos out every week. I mean, that's not what he's interested in. But here's a good example with Mark, too. Mark came up with, um, I forgot him, and I believe it was Andy Klein, maybe, uh, that made the taps, the wood taps. Yeah. That is genius. I mean, it's absolutely genius. And I I know a lot of people jumped on board with that. And I think if you got the extra money and I'm going to be tapping wood on a regular basis, I would have got that. But I have a really nice set of taps that I've had for years and years and years that once in a while when I do tap... Uh, plywood usually or something I use my metal taps because I'm not doing it in a production environment to where the wood taps outshine metal taps for sure but a lot of people jumped out and they got that and, and I'm, one of my questions is part of it is like I got to keep up with the Jonians I want this new thing but how much of that is also just plain simple love and support uh, There, is, no there is that for sure when you're buying from a maker and you're supporting right. it like you know, when you when you get Tim yeah. Square or you get uh, my Japanese hand tools or, you know, any of those things, that's definitely support for the community. Yeah, when you don't you, buy a $1,000 welder just to support the guy using the $1,000 welder. Like, no, yeah, but, but if you, you are You buy it because you want buying, a weld. Lincoln you know? Electric's going to be all right. Right. If you, but <clears> if yeah. you are the guy that buys a $1,000 welder because Jimmy's got one, then, one, I wish I made your money. Two, um... Then that's that's working. Then that's why I think this this marketing and this the whole idea of commercial and everything is great now. Oh, it's it's going away from TV and they're taking people like us more seriously. It's absolutely working. There's no doubt about it. Or they wouldn't be continuing to do it. Right. Uh, I mean, you look at you know like Carolina, who I've been working with, and you know and the success that they've had, and that Carolina is now in the maker world is like that's that's a, a thing. Whereas a year yeah. ago, no one knew who Carolina was in this maker world. You know. 
And uh, and so now when you go, to, you need to buy another pair of boots, and you go to the your local boot store, and you see a Carolina, you're like, oh man, it's like I know like a dozen guys that wore these. Let me try a pair of those on, and mm-hmm. that's what they want. Now with the welder, you know, there's people that want a weld, and there's people that might want to buy a welder. Uh, you know, Lincoln's not relying on like the rest of it. You'd be like, oh, we're gonna sell welders because people are gonna see him using it. All of a sudden, people that know nothing about welding gonna buy Lincoln. No, that's just the straw. It's just the tipping points, the brand recognition. Like, well, that's what Jimmy uses, and I know it works good for him and their brand right. that he likes. Yeah. So I'm it looking to buy a welder because they're getting that sale. Yeah, from Absolutely. from this community through him. It's a passive passive sales advertising. Yeah. Well, yeah, not only that, it seems like some of these companies like Carolina, like Lincoln, that are very supportive of the community. Again, they are actually wanting to belong too. They're already making yeah. money doing their thing, right? I mean, I, I know mm-hmm. there's a bottom line somewhere, but they're also. How often can I I tag Carolina on there and they they respond to my my uh, my uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, I've oh, they're, tagged, work, they're working hard. Yeah, for it, so yeah. I mean, they're actually out there as a part of the community. So this wave mm-hmm. that we're seeing of all these keeping up with the Joneses is also the companies trying to keep up with us. They want to be because we're the ones that buy their product. And right, they, they want to hang out, but yeah. they want to hang out with us. They yeah. want to be a part of us. The yeah, cool they're kids. all guys that yeah. have guys and gals, and, guys and gals. You know what yep. it's like? It's like because uh, you know they have whenever they do shows. Mm-hmm. So guys like Triton and, and Lincoln and, you know, we'll bring out Jimmy and they'll bring out April and they'll bring out, uh, you know, Matt. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's funny. It, it's kind of like paying as a freshman, paying a senior to be your friend so that the other <laughs> freshmen will sort of like be jealous and think that you're really cool. Yeah. It yeah, kind of feels like the that girl a little to, bit. Paying the girl to go to the dance with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I ever did that. Right. Not but, more than once. <laughs> well, you know, my... My tactic in that world, because I do, you know, make a, a small part of my income comes from the YouTube work. I always call it outreach, like all this stuff I do, like this podcast mm-hmm. and and all that. It's, you know, brand recognition outreach stuff. But so, like, I, I make videos for companies, you know, occasionally. And um, I turn down companies, too, that I don't think are a good fit. But what I do is, like, I spot these these waves. And then I try to find a way to be an alternative to them. Um, like, you know, when the, the Lincoln rounds are going, <laughs> there's that. Phil is holding up the picture of Bill and Casey on their wedding day. You look so just, young. I know. And and you guys look so punk. I love it. Yeah. Very punk. Um so when the Sorry. when the, the Lincoln wave was going around, I contacted Eastwood because they make welders. So I wanted to show people like, okay, you can't afford this thousand dollar Lincoln, you're not sure if you're gonna use it that much. Well here's another company that makes one that's a little bit less. It's maybe not the the same level. Maybe it is in some cases. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but uh it's it's an opportunity. He's doing a great job of repping them. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go, guys. You're welcome. I don't know. It's it costs it's less. It's okay. Yeah. No, I mean it doesn't doesn't suck. No, I I've never used another TIG welder, so I can't compare. And I told them that too. Like I I can't do a review of your product, right. but I can use it and I can show that it functions. You know, um, I liked their plasma cutter a lot that I bought, and uh, and so that's why I thought of them. I was like, oh, you know what? There's other companies. So you know, I try to make this. Um, I try to level the playing field a little bit. Like, not that anybody watches my videos, but the people that Shut do, like, up. I show I show an option, like, you know, and I did the same thing with, um... The boots. When when the uh, Inventables X-Carve was going around, I contacted Rockler, and I got them to send right. me the Piranha that you have now. That was and, smart. Uh, did you... Yes, thank you again for that. Um, did you did you pitch it to them that way as a... Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I said. I said, the, you know, X, if, if, if you're watching YouTube and you, you're a maker or a wannabe maker and you're watching YouTube and you're thinking about CNC, all you would know is that there's one CNC out there to buy and it's called the X-Carb by Inventables. You mm-hmm. wouldn't know that there's any options. Let's show them that there's an option in the same price range that's that's usable, you know, that's mm-hmm. and, that, and maybe even better. And, uh, and so that was how I got that first... 
um, my first CNC that I gave to you, Phil. And then uh, I did the same thing with the laser cutter. That was this is something I've been working on for a while, but uh, it was the the whole sa- uh, Glowforge mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, and, and Epilogue too. But Glowforge especially um, really saturated the market, and so I was like, you know, being guilty of that of being like, oh, I, I want to keep up with the Joneses. Right. I want a la- laser too, but like, well, let's see what else is out there. And so I found, you know, I found this Thunder Laser Company. I was like, hey, you know what? There's if people watching these videos, they know about the epilogue and they know about this, they, but they don't know about you. Let me be the guy that shows them that there's you too, and uh, you know that's like. But that that's is, always that's, me. I'm, that's, this, I'm the salmon always. Yeah, upstream, that, I mean that's you know? that's that's <laughs> genius. But it's it's yeah. guy, it's guys like it's it's guys like you, Jimmy, Dave, Bob, Izzy, and many yeah. other big makers that are blazing the way to to for smaller guys to come up and say and try it. And now these guys are actually not looking at us as if we're nobodies now because they realize that YouTube and, and social media is a way to, to get their products sure. out there. So Yeah. Mm. And and the other lesson there is if Coke won't give you you know a drink, approach yeah. Pepsi. Right. That's exactly it. Like I, and you know, originally I did try approaching some of these other companies and I was like, oh that's not how it works. Like they contact people they want to give them to uh, I, I tried that once or twice, but then I was instantly like, "Why am I doing this?" Like, I always like, root for the underdog. Like, I will, I will switch my team loyalty mid-game. Watch, I'll be I'll watch a baseball game for three hours, and I'll be rooting for one team the entire game until they have a three-point lead. Then I start rooting for the other team. That's just like my personality. You know, I always want the loser to win, and uh, so I was just like, "I'm going to find the guy that's but in then second they're place, the winners, third place." I know that's the problem. Yeah. Then I feel bad that my team didn't win. That's like a schizophrenic way to watch a game. That that would freak me out. I think <laughs> I'm not very good at just commit. Events. It sounds like a commitment issue more than anything. Well, that's when I don't care. I mean, if there's like my team, then sure. But that's when you know, if I'm just watching like some sport that I don't follow or two teams I don't know, like you know, I just like I root for the team that's losing. No, right. Changed. Oh, okay. But well, that's a different. It's like story. the Red Sox versus Yankees. I mean, you got to pick a team, you know. But you can't uh, yeah, play, which you team would you pick? Would you that. say there? Oh. Um, Publicly, let's see. I've already uh, dissed Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're you're going for the Red Sox, but that's fine. Oh yeah, I was born in Massachusetts. You know, I mean, can't help yeah. it. Yeah, you can't actually. They revoke your citizenship over there. They, they take my accent back, which clearly they already did. <laughs> well, right. then, how are we? Uh, how are we for time? We're okay. We're ra- we could probably wrap it up. Yeah. All right. I mean, because we're gonna—it's gonna take us forever to get through our what are we watching and reviews because we're slow. Yeah, we we are quite slow, uh, but that has nothing to do with our pace. Um, so, so, so do we feel? Do we feel us personally? I don't. I don't think, um, or at least I try not to act on it. Other than the CNC thing, and now I want a laser. I do want a laser. That's the CNC I want. If so, if anybody's out there and wants to have me make a crappy video about your laser i'm open to suggestions um but do do we personally feel that that wave as as being like a a a draw a pull you know it's like oh man i gotta do you know what it is i'll tell you exactly what it is it's fuel to the fire for something we all have which is gear acquisition syndrome yeah right so you know like we all want the best greatest newest tool and we're always looking for that because the anticipation of buying a tool is almost as great as actually using it it's and almost so that better you see, yeah it is um, it is better it is better yeah because it's never as good as you think it is and just you like when you're a kid as as you and you see yeah. that the new toy comes out like oh there's a new version and, right yeah. so 
so that's that's all that really is except it's amplified because instead of just wanting to have another tool some you you're looking at somebody already have it and you're like i gotta get yeah. that too yeah that it's, it's absolutely true and i i fall victim to it as well and i'm not even like really consumer driven but i absolutely do um yeah. but part of it is for me but the other thing i'm doing is i'm taking advantage of this little glimmer of of quote internet fame that i have that can get these tools and i'm looking at it as like let me while I still can before this disappears and I can't do this anymore. Let me see if I can stock this shop up for me to yeah. continue to make money. And and there's that, that just that create like learning thing. Like guys like us, we always want to learn new things. But the other thing is I'm trying to stock my son up. Yeah. You know? So, cause I, I had to, I had to learn this tech for him. Like, otherwise I was just being a bad dad, you know? Well, That's something we'll to walk around it, with. Keep, keeping up with the Joneses can also be that thirst for knowledge, continual, uh, learning drive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I don't really ever want to be a master carpenter. Like, like you know, like I don't want to be the master woodworker, the expert. I, I want to just continue to learn new stuff. As soon as I start getting yeah. to that point where, I, like, I feel like I might be getting to a mastery level, that that's just getting boring, and I want to just, I want to go get a TIG welder instead. You know, or you know what it is for me, anyways, is that it's the time commitment, right? Because I don't have the ten thousand hours to master yeah. one mm-hmm. thing. And but I want to experience many many things. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. that's where like I just I don't have the time commitment to become the master woodworker. But but you, you, and that's I think that's what brings me back to guitars all the time too. Though is that guitars are something that there's so many aspects of it that it, like you know like I can I can work on getting better at one part of it while the other parts I just kind of continue to trudge along and then I can work on another part. So I feel like it almost sort of sets that that quote schizophrenic sort of work ethic that I have that I can mm-hmm. I can d- put all my attention in the one part of it and then all my attention in another part of it and then the next batch and the next guitar. Right. Yeah. I get it. But it focuses it. Like, me a little bit at least into one product, you know. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. the next thing I want to do is I want uh, I'd love to get a little 3D printer. Hint, yeah. hint 3D printer companies to make like enclosures and parts for electronics, electronics. that I want to work on. Yeah. 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 So I that would be that. super cool. That'd you got to get cool. you got to get the recycled uh, plastic though. You got or, it. Or make your own. Yeah, I don't so know about you can that, just but definitely the recycled stuff. Take some broken yeah. 5-gallon buckets and you can just use a blow heat gun to melt the plastic a little bit and shape it to whatever little box and cover you want to make for your electronics. There's there is there is that crude uh, ability to do that, yes. You can make molds on your CNC. Pour pour molten plastic in. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Or Or you can or you can you know jump on the bandwagon, keep up with the Joneses, get a 3D printer. printer But that guy Jones, he's got it. (laughs) I want it too. Um, That's the one that does not interest me at all. Hey, if you need any help, Phil, with 3D printing at all, I want to go ahead. Let me volunteer, Wes Swain. Um, Yep. Mm. Uh, he he'd love to help you. I'm sure he has plenty of time to help a schmo like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how we always like volunteer people. Listen, mm. if you need someone to walk you by the hand for 12 hours a week, feel free to reach out at no charge to my friend Wes. Well, one of the reasons <laughs> I'm doing that is because I'm looking down at yet another piece of blue tape that says Wes was here that I just discovered after two years. Oh, he still owes you for staying at your house. I get it. And this is the way yeah. he's going to pay you back. Yeah. Makes sense. Wes was All right, there. Wes, I'll be calling you. Anyway. <laughs> well, that was fun, boys. I like that. That was a good yeah, little conversation. Yeah. yeah. yeah a little so. conversing. Little, little converse. 
little 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 conversating. Excellent. You uh, you read a novel there? Um, okay, so Stewie, nothing. All right. Stewie, yeah. You know, Stewie. Yeah, I, just, I was like, wheat, wheat. What <laughs> does that? The, say, why are you saying say the cool, so hard? Cool. Now say whip, whip. Now say cool whip, cool whip. Yeah. Cool whip. Uh, it's, Bill. It's, it's been television a that's aired in the last twenty years. I know cool that whip. Stewie making the woof sounds. Nailed it. Yeah, that was the episode too. That Nailed was what it was called. <laughs> Stewie makes the wolf sounds. The wolf yeah. sounds, yeah. Yeah, they run out of ways to name that that show. Okay, so uh, we are going to do our iTunes review reviews, and uh, we're going to we do gotta... two, right? Yeah, because well, we, we missed do... last week. Do I need to look one up while you're doing yours, Phil? I got it. You got it. You got it over there. Yeah. All right, Tim, you do one of the Americanos. I will do one from the rest of the world. Okay, uh, I'm going to kind of do them in order here. Actually, I think I left off. With this GDYVRFB, this oh no wait, we did that no. one. So one after. No no no. You have to do it. Uh, the one you are looking for is going to be uh, "Passing Time" by J.K. Timber Scraps. What? Oh yeah, no. There's some some older than that. I don't think we've read yet. Oh, but uh, okay. Yeah, no. It's this one here. It's the it's dabbing beasters. And it's called Monkeys with a question mark. And it has okay, five stars, of course. So, okay. These three baboons, seriously, Lutz has to be an ape. <laughs> like to ramble on about a spontaneous topic that they thought up 30 seconds before they hit record. Yep, that's accurate. Yeah. Is it good? That's for you to decide. <laughs> Joking aside, I absolutely love this podcast. I would definitely recommend it to anyone who loves making. That was, that was beautiful because it called yeah. Lutz an ape. And yes. it was positive. <laughs> and, 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 well, he called all of us baboons. Yeah. So, that makes this person? Well, that makes Lutz like the boss then, right? It's not like the ape higher up the evolutionary. Absolutely. Nope. Absolutely. They, there's a fork there in the evolutionary process. No, a baboon's got a hairy, or no no hair on his butt, and, and he doesn't do much. But the ape, Tarzan. He's got a very hairy butt. I am Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. I am very much Tarzan. And you're more like um, that... The Great White Ape. <laughs> George of the Jungle movie from the George 90s. of the Jungle, I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friend to you and me. I get, yeah, I get of the people uh, mistake me for Brandon Fraser all the time. Yeah. That's I, not I even true that. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me find a Canadian or UK one. I did the Call Me Ishmael one last time. Okay, so this one's short and sweet. Uh, <clears throat> so this is by Trevor R. 76. And the title is Meh. And the review is, but I can't stop listening. <laughs> so for that, that one very quickly dispels the myth that Canadians are polite. <laughs> that was really good. I am very happy with that. Can review. I can I do one more? Because and I have to sing yes. it. Can I do one more? Oh yes, yes, yes. Do that one. You sent that okay, to so Bill. This, and one, I, so. this one's great. This one is by. Ricardo DeBar, and the title is The Hills Are Live. <clears throat> Patna on planks and nails that need hitting, big stacks of pallets and wood that needs splitting. All of the fun reclaimed audio brings. These are a few of my favorite things. 
Loots with cigar boxes, Pinsky, oh wait, uh, loots with cigar guitars, Pinsky with boxes, sway with a pile of cedar, he outfoxes. Did he mention that he was in a band? They should be heard <laughs> in every land. When the nail sticks, when the glue drips, when I'm feeling sad, I simply put on reclaimed audio, and then I don't feel so bad. <laughs> that, that's... So we have some very... Uh, first of all, I have a, clearly not a very good voice because I didn't rehearse that very well. But um, that's not why. Pretty clever, clever people who put in some real work into the reviews, except for that Canadian one from before. Could, could you imagine what they could accomplish if they didn't waste an hour a week listening to this podcast? <laughs> Honestly, world freaking peace. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I know. I'm, I feel like we're, we're doing the world a disservice by, by like keeping all of this genius bottled into our little tiny world. But or we're bringing it are together. are we the catalyst? Yeah, we're bringing all the genius together like nuclear fission or cold fusion or something. And uh-huh, it's going to be uh-huh. like the Big Bang. Eventually it will get so dense, everything will happen all over again. So step well, there's one. There's definitely some dense happening right now. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> step step one is reclaimed audio podcast. Step three is world peace. We just need to figure out what step two is. Big bang. Isn't it profit? Big bang. No, that's step three usually, but oh, we're going okay. for world peace. Yeah. You guys must be <laughs> quoting stuff again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, what would you say grabbed your attention this week, Bill? If I if I could ask you that question. Well, there's a there's a couple of things you can. First of all, thank you for asking you're um, welcome a sure. couple of things this is kind of a neat thing well first of all nathaniel garrison uh listens to the podcast um he reached out to me thank you nathaniel just thank you he's gonna send me some cigar boxes that uh he said he found at like a festival like a cigar box blues festival or something but he's like hey man do you want these i'll ship them to you. i'm like yeah i'll pay for shipping he's like no no i'll do that he's all and they're the picture is taken on this hickory floor that my wife and i reclaimed and he's all, and we have some of that left over. It's three quarters of an inch thick. Would you like some of that for the next? I'm like, of course I would. I love you, Nathaniel. Thank you so much. So that happened. But here, check this out. Here's something. This is, I feel old. I discovered mm-hmm. something that you guys are probably going to laugh at me. Have you guys seen a reaction video yet? Yeah. They've been out for about seven or eight years. I just mm-hmm. now discovered. So here's the scenario, right? Here's this guy that's listening to, he's a young hip hop guy, right? And he's 20 years old. And these, these guys listen to different music that they normally wouldn't. They'd watch, they'd watch a music video and then you can just watch them react to it. And apparently that gives you a half a million viewers, right? Huh. But, but it certainly got me because this young kid, a hip hop guy. Or you can learn to weld. Or you can learn to weld. <laughs> this guy listened to Neil Young's Old Man, right? Yeah, oh, and he's song. all, and then yeah. he then he doesn't know anything about Neil Young. He doesn't know anything about what the song really means. But he's all, you know what? I feel like this guy is looking at this old guy, like I am right now. I'm 20 years old, and I'm watching this video. And maybe someday, when I'm 50, I'll be watching a video of somebody watching a video of music that. I, and I'm like, I'm 50. I like Neil Young, and I'm watching a 20 year old watch a video of Neil Young for the first time. So it was like this karmetic thing. It's uh, check out reaction video uh, videos, and um, then uh, that brought up. Casey says, Yeah, if you like. Uh, hip hop because I didn't know hip hop. I thought hip hop was rap, but apparently it's not. Then Casey said, "You ought to check out Ursula Rucker." And I'm like, "Who is that?" And she's all, "Let me play it." So here's Ursula Rucker, who is this? I guess it's hip hop, but what I took her as it reminded me of a 1950s beatnik singing the spoken word of poetry, and it was just amazing. 
So check out Ursula Rucker if you uh, are an old guy like me and you want to hear what hip hop is. But that's probably like eight years old too. And then the last thing is I just wanted to say that I love you all. Okay, man. Yep. You know, I think uh, reaction videos came from that one video of Kermit the Frog watching Two Girls, One Cup. I think that was the first reaction video. Oh, oh my. Oh, what's, what's this? What are, you, what are you doing with that cup? I forgot about that. I'll have to check it out. Sounds funny. Yeah, no, you probably shouldn't. Um, well, the, the Kermit video you can check out. Yeah. The other one. Oh, they're sharing. Um, okay. So. <laughs> what about you, Tim? What uh, oh, caught your attention that. this week other than the Muppet Show? Uh, I, wa- I wanted to throw a couple shout-outs to shout-outs that I've made in the past, but I wanted to do them again. I was talking in the beginning of the podcast about how I'm working on this, this little flyer that I'm going to hand out or have at my guitar show. And so I'm doing it like uh, like cut up magazines and pictures like black and white kind of really like like you know kind of punk rock looking thing and I wanted to have some original art in there like those old zines used to have and so Joshua Alexander of uh, My Hands Gallery and also Ushi Tat is that Ushitat, Ushitat, yeah yeah Ushi Tat um, you know we've mentioned him before remember he did that painting mm-hmm. where we had a, a guy playing my guitar so mm-hmm. he gave me permission to use that painting. Uh, and I, I, you know, grayscaled it and, and shrunk it down to put on my flyer. So I wanted to thank cool. you for that. And then I also mentioned, and I, I did that a podcast before, the Opposable Thumbs podcast. I wanted to give them my shout out too. Um, they're coming up on their 40th episode, which is great. And and I've enjoyed the podcast since I discovered it like 15, 20 episodes ago or whatever. And I, I look forward to it. It only comes out every other week. And uh, I'm always like, that's like, you know, one of those podcasts when you see it come up in your queue, it's like the first one you listen to. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really... They've really developed something and it's kind of come into itself. I feel like they've really got a, a great product. It's just, you know, it's artists for art's sake, you know, exploring topics. I just feel like it's really um, a fantastic podcast. I think people that, if they enjoy this podcast, might enjoy that. So I wanted to shout that out. But the reason I also wanted to shout that out this week is that Rob Ray, one of the two hosts of the show, and they always have a guest or usually have a guest. Um, I asked him to do a drawing for me for my, my little punk rock zine as well. And he did this computer animation of a guy with like a mohawk holding my guitar, like, like jumping, jumping in the air and stuff. That's going to be like the, right in the, in the middle of it. And it's, it's super awesome. And it's so awesome, like way beyond what I expected. I'm going to use it for like um, some of my future merchandise and maybe even put it on the flag of the website and stuff. It's just really cool. So I want to thank Rob for yeah. that. And, uh, and I'll, I can't wait to show everybody. It's just so cool. But I'm not, I, I got to put all this stuff together still, you know. Cool. Looking forward to it. Very cool. Yeah, the cool guys there. Yeah. Um, nothing right. grabbed my attention this week. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Clearly we read them, and clearly, if they're awesome, we will read them out. Um, on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the best way to help these three guys out and keep us on the air. 
and for only a dollar you get access to the pre-show, which is where the creative juices flow, the genesis of each episode, you know. Let There Be Light happens in the pre-show. So check that I, out. I would like to say, and for the next 100 patrons that sign up new at any level, Wes Swain will give you 10 free 3D printer <laughs> lessons. But, but they, they're going to have to be um, uh, tele, telekinesically done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the only way to get them done is telekinesically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously that's, he doesn't live where these people are. Did you are. see that new telekinesic company that's sponsoring all those youtubers it's crazy everybody every word shop i gotta get a telekinesis in them now i need yeah. one too i need three telekinesers i need to find another off brand of telekinesers to see you if need I can the pepsi of telekinesers <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's the subtitle for this episode the by pepsi the way we gotta telekin- do something good for next week because it's our 150th episode oh wow that is cool. Yeah, so maybe we'll do it on time or something. I don't know. Something big, you know? We can call we that like the, the tricentennial. Everything's special. If everything's special, then nothing's, nothing's special. Nothing is special. That's true. So deep. Mm. And on that note, our special guests and listeners, <laughs> have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good.